This episode is supported by FX's Clipped, the scandalous story of the 2014 Clippers owner's racist remarks captured on tape and heard around the world. The series charts the tape's impact on a dysfunctional basketball organization striving to win against their reputation as the most cursed team in the league. Starring Lawrence Fishburne, Jackie Weaver, Cleopatra Coleman, and Ed O'Neill. FX's Clipped, streaming June 4th, only on Hulu. 630 Chad Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins. Weekdays at 6 on 630 Chad. Leopard. Oh, I didn't say stop yet, Kellen. Is that let it go? Or is, yeah, it that, is. That was, yeah. that was let it go. First track off uh, high and dry. Wow. That's the first track? Jeez. That's that's yeah, that, that's that was... coming in with a bang right there. Oh, yeah. You, you got to start the album. A lot of... Uh, it's funny, it's not every album, but the first song mm-hmm. on almost every Def Leppard album contains either the word let, rock, or go, or in some cases, combinations of the two. So that was uh, Let It Go. Uh, they have Rock uh, rock Brigades, the first album. Right. First song on their first album, Rock, Rock Till You Drop. This is the first song on uh, Pyromania. Hysteria did not fit that bill. Uh, Let's Get Rocked is the first song on Adrenalize. Uh, Slang did not fit that bill. Uh, Euphoria did not fit the bill. I guess a few didn't. X didn't. But then uh, Let's Go is the first song off of uh, the 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 self-titled one. That came out in 2015. So about half of them have let rock go in there somehow hey I'm you sure got a formula people, of work with yeah, it right I, i'm sure people are thrilled to hear that tonight they're just like what what am i listening to who is this guy hey i'm in my basement everybody give me a break uh the ducks have tied it it's 3-3 anaheim and toronto four minutes left in the third period and the shots are 39 17 for the leaf so john gibson having a huge game calgary has set a team record for shots on goal in a game they are at 61 with still three minutes and 20 seconds to go, and they are pounding the Columbus Blue Jackets 6-0. 61 shots. So they might have just got their 62nd. Yes, they did. Wow. Uh, that's just a crushing there. Sharks leading the Capitals 4-1 late in the third. After two, Chicago leads Detroit 4-3. Interesting game there. It was 4-0 for Chicago after the first period. Bruins and Avalanche coming up at 8 o'clock. Oilers Predators tomorrow, and Hal Gill's going to join us uh, in about seven or eight minutes from the uh, Predators broadcast booth to tee up that game. Seven eight zero four nine six zero zero six three. What do we have, Kellen? Oh, we got some Elks texts here on the Canham line. Uh, Coach Vic t- uh, texts in and says the whole league is talking about the Elks today, and not for the reasons they talked about last year. I'm impressed. Yeah, fair comment. Reed, I think the Elks will do everything in, or sorry, I think the Elks will do everything they can to sign Brian Burnham. That's from John. 
Oh, interesting. Yeah, mm. yeah, he's a good player. Yeah, a really good player. Okay. Good, good signing for sure. Uh, jumping back on the Oilers uh, storylines and that stuff from last night's game. Uh, was Bob's What a Rush on the game winner last night a tribute to Axe and Smash, the Road Warriors, <laughs> from Randy? Okay. <laughs> you so, better qualified to answer that, Kelly. <laughs> Axe and Smash was Demolition. Hawk and Animal were the Road Warriors. You, 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 get, you get your post-apocalyptic tag teams a little mixed up there, Randy. But who, who was the Legion of Doom then? That was that was the Road Warriors. That was Hawk and Animal. They were called. So, wait, they they were they, renamed the Legion of Doom because WWF couldn't uh, trademark the term Road Warriors because of the movie. That's why. So they just. Oh, okay. Legion and of so Doom who, is easier to trademark. That's why. And who said what a rush? That was Hawk from the Road Warriors. Oh, okay. There you go. Well, thanks for the wrestling text. Kel- <laughs> that's right in Kellen's wheelhouse. I, I would there struggle we go. with those. Yep, exactly. Got time for one more? Yeah, of course. Excellent. Okay, which is worse? And I know I try to balance out one side, but which is worse? Fan toxic positivity or toxic negativity? The former is likely how you overlook the underlying numbers versus just look at their 16-5 and five record. And this text didn't have a name that came in on it. Oh, I don't know. That's up to that person to answer that. So he said that he says to, he or she says toxic positivity is a problem. Wants to know which is worse, fan toxic positivity or toxic negativity? Oh, I don't know. I mean, I, I again, I don't tell people how to feel. Like I, I will say, if the team is winning, you might as well enjoy it, even if they're stealing wins. Uh, I mean, a win is a you know you still won. So that's what I always say. I mean, we we knew the Oilers were not going to win 62 games. Uh, so I don't know. I like I I never think feeling good about something is. I mean, unless it's something really bad, maybe. But like I I don't I, I think feeling good about a, a team winning a game, I don't have a problem with it personally. Uh, I mean, I, but I th- and he's obviously referring to the Mac T interview. Who uh, I'll, I'll say this. I, I mean, Mac T's been on the show a few times now. We got him every second week. He's a, he's an extremely positive individual, which which I respect. And as he pointed out, you go through a, a long, long season, um, and I'm going to ask Hal Gill about it as well, going through tough times and dealing with it. Uh, I, I think you have to maintain some sort of positivity, e- even if things aren't going well, because otherwise it's just going to all far, uh, fall apart or, around you. But I, I, I personally, I don't consider top positivity toxic that person does that uh, that's fine hell gill coming up next on inside sports the overtime hero last night what does he have in store for us tomorrow 5.30 face-off show game at 7 as the Oilers take on the Nashville Predators. We welcome back to the show current radio analyst for the Preds on 102.5 The Game, former NHL defenseman Hal Gill. Hal, welcome back to the show. How are you doing? I'm doing fantastic. Just in here in Nashville. We're not traveling, so I'm waiting for this big tilt up in Edmonton. Yeah, well, we appreciate you checking in. Of course, second meeting of the season between these two teams. We, we might as well go back there to earlier in the season. Uh, I, I know it wasn't an extended stretch of games, but the Predators did not start the season well with a record of one and four. And then they had a batch of about 10 games where they only lost once in regulation. And that one uh, was against the Oilers. So is this just a case of they just happened to have their bad spell right out of the gate? Was, was there something that needed to be corrected early on? What was going on there? 
I, I think, you know what, there's a lot of, uh, after the end of last season, I think the Preds put it all together and made a good run. They got eliminated in the first round there, but, you know, I feel like they got some confidence from that. And then David Poyle kind of changed things up. He went with a competitive uh, transition, he calls it. And, you know, Ryan Ellis leaves, and he was a big part of that leadership group. Um, you know, they, they made some changes, and I think it took a little time for the Preds to come around to their leadership group come around to the coaches uh but it, it really didn't take that long before they started to click they got contributions from lower in the lineup and then it's been really nice to see forsberg duchene johansson all on the score sheet uh on the regular and so they're putting it together backbone by roman yossi the the leader on defense uh, and then uc saros has been fantastic so the the preds uh, a little dip uh, a few games ago, but now they're going on three in a row. So we'll see where this team takes us. In, in the end, they're fun to watch. They're, they're a competitive team. They compete every night. And and really, that's all you can ask for in the NHL. And you hope that you get the right results when you play that way. Okay. Well, you mentioned UC Soros. And uh, I think sometimes stats can be misleading. I'm not sure they are with this young man. He plays almost every game. He's got a 926 save percentage. I mean, we've been talking a lot about goaltending here in Edmonton for the last two months because it's uh, it's had some struggles. But, I, I mean, man, oh, man, Soros, to me, I'm like, as good as anybody in the game right now. Yeah, absolutely. Um, he, he's given him a chance every night, and he hasn't had a bad night. He's given up goals, every goal he does. But uh, there's not too many times where you look at it and go, ah, oh, he should have had that one. <laughs> you know, it's he's pretty consistent. Uh, he's a smaller guy, but it, he's quick. He, he shows a lot of net and then takes it away pretty quick. So, um, you know, I, I'm not an analytics guy, but all the analytics numbers come back where he's he's been way over expected save percentage and a way over expected goals against. Um, he's stealing games when, when they need him to. Uh, he's had more than a few... 40 save for some performances and um i think the preds are playing the right way around him let him see the puck let him face shots from the outside and he's going to make those saves and they trust in him and he trusts in his defense to clear the net and they got a good thing going right now and juice has been really the whole thing about that 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 calming presence on the back end he doesn't get flustered he stays in games and he finds ways to keep them competitive and and they've been coming out with wins for him yeah, just a remarkable season. And you mentioned Yossi as well. I mean, the, the dude's over a point a game from the blue line. <laughs> that's that's not easy to do in any era, quite frankly. No, you know what? He he carries the play. You know, it's not just getting points. It's not like, oh, he showed up on the stat sheet. It's uh, every time he's on the ice, you're going, oh, there he, it's, he stands out. <laughs> you know, he just, he loves the puck in the offensive zone. He's a one-man breakout. Um, he's playing big minutes against the the big lines and and competing hard, good defensively. But uh, yeah, he's a he's a spirit animal behind this team. He's he's the guy he, he's the guy that they're all looking to. If they need something to happen offensively, it it usually comes from the back end, and it and it's Roman Yossi stepping up. He's a joy to watch night in and night out. See, that's why I like having you on the show because you go so deep, man. He's the spirit animal of the team. I've never <laughs> heard anybody say that before. Well, that changes how I look at everything now, Hal. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know what? It, it's uh, 
It's true, though. You know, he's the guy that that when they're looking around, like, what are we going to do here? He's the guy that steps out and, and takes care of business. And more often than not, he gets the job done for him. He's he's uh, he's a beast. Uh, Matt Benning, the Edmonton kid, the former Oiler. How's his season going? Uh, huge. He's had a great season. Uh, you know what? It, if you were looking down the lineup uh, at the beginning of the season, you, you have Roman Yossi and Matias Ekholm on the left, and you say, oh, those guys are going to – we can count on those guys, obviously. Uh, and then you look on the right, they had Alex Carrier, who has really stood out and has played great hockey. Dante Fabro uh, is a young kid that they really – believe in and and he started to play well so you had your top four and then after that it was a tough it was a toss-up you didn't know who was going to step up is that third d pairing uh that was early in the year now it, it is borvietsky and it is benning and they've been fantastic physical hard killing penalties um benning has been a beast and he's been relied to play big minutes now because dante fabro is injured so he's been playing up with roman yossi and doing a great job just as reliable as you could be you know moves the puck well doesn't overextend himself uh plays solid in the defense zone good position uh blocking shots he's kind of been a, a really a bright spot for the preds and in a spot that they didn't really have too much confidence in he's really stood out yeah well good for him for sure hal gill joining us tonight on inside sports as we get you ready for the predators and the oilers tomorrow night at rogers place the oilers are coming off an overtime victory in vancouver rob brown and i on our overtime open line show last night were saying that maybe the smartest thing the nhl has ever done in our lifetime was uh, introduce three on three overtime because it's always a blast and even last night when the oilers carried the play there's always that tension you know one missed shot one missed pass could be a breakaway the other way uh you missed playing in three on three overtime by a couple of seasons uh or did you would have I, hal gill the player been used in three on three overtime i was not the one used you know what killed me is is we'd play four minutes of overtime three on three and then they'd say uh, you know we take a penalty and then be okay hey how you got to go kill this i'm going uh, no my skates are untied right now i'm done oh, wait I, I, so did I, I miss the did i miss the year then did you have a couple games in? i i did have a couple okay years sorry sorry it, okay it, it is it, it's uh i i agree it's a lot of fun to watch but it, it's um you know it it segregates your team i will say that i was i'd sit there go ahead guys go find a point you know hey shoot out let's go Go find a point here for us, guys. I have nothing to do with this. But uh, when it came time to killing a penalty, then they're like, oh, wait, wait, wait. Forget it. We need you again. Uh, where's Where's Hal Gill? I love, you got to love it, though. Like, you must love watching it now. I, I do. As a, as a fan, it's it's a lot of fun to watch. I, I do, as a purist, I, I think it takes away from the full team aspect. But, um, yeah, it is fun. And it's interesting the waves that it's gone in, right? It's I feel like it was go, 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 and then – it became this possession game and how many times you see guys pull it out of the zone, go get a change, bring it back to the goalie regroup. Uh, you know, if it's not there, they regroup again. It's, it's like the red army's dream, uh, hockey. So I, I do love it. But if you have a guy like Connor McDavid, like, why wouldn't you love it? <laughs> I mean, yeah. Give him some more ice. That, that doesn't seem fair. So as a defenseman, I go, Hey, that's, 
that's not really fair, is it? Give these guys more ice to work with? <laughs> yeah, well, you of course you see things from the defensive side of the game. Everybody else is like, no, 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 just go. <laughs> but it's funny because last night the Oilers didn't start McDavid and Dreisaitl together. They, they split them up. <laughs> so now that's even something that might be something else for uh, teams to contend with. I'm going to have some fun with here. From your, from your playing career, which I know spanned, you know, you played over 1,200 games. Complete, including the playoffs. Uh, it, it, what would be your dream three-on-three line, two forwards and a defenseman, to win you a game if you were a coach or a teammate? Oh, wow. Jeez, uh, uh, three forwards and uh, two defensemen. Oh, no, you know no, what? two two forwards and one D for three-on-three. Two forwards and one D. Well, you know, I played with a pretty good one in Ray Bork, so I, I'd right? be hard not to take... <laughs> It would be hard not to take him, but I, I also played with Roman Yossi, and uh, I don't know. It's I, I I look at Yossi as being right up there, um, so that would be a tough one. Uh, but uh, you know, forwards, you know, it's it's tough. Crosby has Crosby has to be in the mix. Um, I, I played with Malkin as well. Uh, I being able to watch those guys night in and night out in Pittsburgh. Uh, that was that was a lot of fun. So I, I'd have to take those guys, and I, I will tell you, McDavid, uh, you know what he does on the ice is is next level. I, I, it's hard to leave a Vetchkin out, but you know I never I never played with him, so I you know I, I have a little beef against him. <laughs> so so uh, yeah, I, I think McDavid, uh, you know, he just transcends the game. So I'd have to put him up up there with with Sid and and Gino. Yeah, yeah, that's a fun conversation for sure because there are so many uh, great guys to pick. You know, um, you know what? You can ask me that question in 10 minutes. I'll give you a completely different answer. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Well, that's the fun part, right? Because you go back and like, oh, wait a minute. That guy would have been – and maybe there, there are probably some guys that uh, – like they might have been better three-on-three three than five-on-five five even, right? Like if yeah, they're just that quick or whatever. <laughs> That's right. That's right. I, and I just left Mario Lemieux out of that. Gretzky. I left the, you know, like oh, you didn't, you, you didn't cross over with them quite as much, I guess. Right. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> so, so we'll, we'll, for, we'll forgive you for that. When you, I'll, I'll throw one more at you here because the Oilers are hopefully getting out of a tough stretch. Uh, one of your former teams, the Flyers, so I, you weren't, you weren't a flyer very long, obviously, but uh, they're what, like 13 without a win. When you went through a tough stretch as a player and as a teammate, uh, how, how did you handle it? Like, did you have go-to things that you'd try to focus on? Um, you know, the Oilers talked a lot here about blocking out the outside noise, probably easier said than done at times, but what did you fall back on if your team was having a tough go? Uh, you know what? I, you know what? It's funny is I feel like every team that I've had success with went through a spell where we, where we lost games, where we had, where it was that depth of like despair, you know, just awful showing up to the rink. And I feel like it, when you hit rock bottom, you you kind of realize what everyone is all about. And, um, you know, I, I think one of the things it was in er, earlier on in Boston is, you, you know, we, we talked about it and I, I think Mike Sullivan was, was the, the coach at the time, um, and he said, we got to celebrate the little things. We got to, we got to find a way to get our excitement back for the game. And so if someone makes a play, you, you celebrate. And I, I feel like by staying in the moment, you, you come out of that, that jam. You know, if you, if you look at the full encompassing 
oh, we got injuries. Oh, we haven't had a win. This, uh, we got bad break. That one went off my skate and went in. It, you know, you can beat yourself up and you're on know, a losing streak. There's enough negativity around you uh, that, it, that it can bury you. And, and it can be a mountain that you can't climb. But if you, if you take it one step at a time and you celebrate, you know, uh, that was a good penalty kill. All right. We got a power play goal. We found a way to score. Let's keep going. And and you build off that. That was a good hit. That was a good back check. You know, you, you kind of rally around your teammates and you celebrate those little things when you grow out of it. Uh, that's when you, you find yourself with real success. And, uh, you know, I look at, in Pittsburgh in 09, um, we were down and out. We were, I think, in 11th place. Um, and, we, you know, we turned it around and ended up winning the cup that year. But I think it was because we went through those 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 down times that made it come around. And we really appreciated the fact that winning isn't easy and you had to work hard. And not just one guy had to work hard. You needed to work hard as a team to pull out of those. Yeah. I like how you put that. You got to focus on the little victories, right? And then maybe the big ones will come. That's that's Absolutely. a really good way to think of it. Okay. Well, Hal, look, uh, it's it's great checking in. I guess, unfortunately, not going to see it tomorrow night, but hopefully uh, the next time the Predators swing through, whatever that's going to wind up being. Always appreciate it, buddy. Thank you. Thanks to you for having me. And, yeah, I think it's going to be a fun game. I, I hope Edmonton comes around and, and starts having success, just maybe not tomorrow night against my Preds. <laughs> 6.30 Chad Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins. Weekdays at 6 on 6.30 Chad.